welcome to Cosmos Science Daily, where journalists at the Cosmos Newsroom report on the latest research and discoveries and explain the science behind the headline news. Today we have Cosmos editor Gail McCallum talking to us about the Australian Mammal of the Year 2022. And I am Dr. Sophie Calabretto, applied mathematician and fluid mechanist, who is very, very pleased to see that the yellow-footed rock wallaby has made the shortlist. So, Gail, tell us about the Australian Mammal of the Year. How does voting work? What is this? What's going on? I know it's very exciting, isn't it? An exciting opportunity for me to come and rave about mammals. Look, we have more than 300 mammals in Australia, and from that list we've we've spent a month taking nominations. We had almost 2,000 nominations from around the world. Yeah, wow, that's huge. It was great. And a lot of people care a lot about the dingo, which was an unexpected turn of events. But from those 1,900 nominations, we've whittled it down to eight categories with about 10 to 12 animals in each. And so what we're going to do is feature two categories a week on the website. The voting's open for all eight categories for four weeks, but we'll just talk every every week about two of the particular, you know, branches. This week it's precious possums and marvellous macropods that we're thinking about. Lovely. I love this. It's it's such a nice way to unpack everything and really give the respect we need to to those Australian mammals because some of them are really weird, Gail. Anyway, back to the competition. How's it going? Yeah, look, I, again, I'm the editor of a science magazine. I feel like I'm pretty across Australian fauna. I'm not an expert, but, you yeah. know, I'm generally aware of it. One of the great pleasures for me about this has been discovering, you know, some of these lesser-known species with these really restricted distributions and some really crazy habits. Like in the possums category, you know, we think, oh, yeah, know what a possum looks like. We've got the cool glider thingies. We've got mm-hmm. whatever. But there are a couple of standouts that really I really enjoyed. The honey possum, which hangs out in southwestern West Australia in that highly biodiverse area, it's basically the world's only fully nectivorous mammal. Whoa. Cool, right? And it fills the ecological niche of a hummingbird. There you go. We don't need them. We've got possums. We don't need you, hummingbirds. <laughs> and it's got so it's got the same system as It's got this incredibly fast-moving tongue with mm-hmm. little kind of spurs that come out from it that gather the nectar. It's a tiny little thing. It's about fifteen grams. <gasps> and my fun fact about the honey possum is it has the longest spermatozoa of any mammal on the planet. Wow, that is terrifying that something so tiny can pack such aggressively large sperm. My gosh. Six and a half times the length of an elephant's sperm. That's, I mean, it seems unnecessary, but who am I to judge Mother Nature at this stage? And look, at the other other end of the continent, up in northern Queensland, you know, probably a few people are familiar with the little gorgeous ringtails that are quite common across across the nation. But we have a, in northern Queensland, we've got a green ringtail possum. It's huge, right? It's this big ball of fur. Not, I mean, not giant, but it's like a large possum. It rests in the daytime in forks of trees and it folds itself up in a sort of it curls its tail around itself and turns <laughs> into this large green ball. Oh. And it eats, it's evolved to eat the leaves of a stinging plant, which a stinging plant is one of these highly toxic Australian plants that we so relish. A researcher into stinging plants said that 
getting touched by or getting, you know, toxined by a stinging plant is like being bathed in acid and electrocuted at the same time. Oh, my gosh. What? A, that's an interesting kink that I think most people wouldn't really be into. So we have a giant possum that looks like a moss-covered boulder and eats terrifying things. Isn't this great? And, and <laughs> I, again, I, I didn't know about this. Till, so these are just two, two of the possums on the short list at the moment. Do you have a favourite possum? Do you know what? I just feel like my possum knowledge is very beige. Like I'm pretty sure I remember a ring-tailed possum that I learned about in school and that was about it. Was that the one in Possum Magic? Yeah. Yeah, they – Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Okay, so that's the only possum I really know about, which is quite – sorry, ring-tailed possum, but apparently you're not that interesting compared to some of the other amazing possums we have in this country. Well, and, you know, and, and gliders. So all we've got, you know, that wide range of gliders. People are really familiar with sugar gliders. Mm-hmm. Sugar gliders, you know, they have those amazing bulgy eyes. They actually use that for their aerial skills. They triangulate. So they're one of the few – that can triangulate their vision. Feather-tailed gliders, again, tiny little things, a couple of, you know, less than 10 grams. And the tail has this sort of strong strong kind of feather-like structure made from stiff hairs. The reason for that is it's so small, it gets blown off by air currents and it uses its tail as like a rudder. This is crazy. (laughs) They're really really cool, right? And it's a great chance. So, again, it's nice. I think Australians love an election. We love, you know, we love to vote. I love to exercise my democratic right. Don't worry, I'll be voting often in this (laughs) particular election. But it's you know it's nice to have some elections where the candidates are really interesting and they've got great backstory. I think and they seem like great people as well. <laughs> exactly. And so, what's happening in the world of macropods, Gail? Okay, well, in macropods, we have the, the voting very early vote counts here, but man, leaping away in front is the, you know that West Australian icon, the quokka. Everyone loves a quokka because it's got those cute little cheeks, right? As I said, I'm a big fan of the yellow-footed rock wallaby and it just doesn't have the cheeks to compete, I think, maybe. I know. Well, I shouldn't, you know, as one of the conveners of the competition is, you know, like the Electoral Commission of Mammals, I shouldn't have a favourite. But funny, mine's the yellow-footed rock wallaby as well. If you, if anybody ever gets the chance to go looking for one in the wild, to see mm-hmm. them sort of bounding up the side of gorges, it's one of the most extraordinary sights. It's like all the coolest bits of a wallaby with all the coolest bits of a monkey, I reckon. A hundred percent agree. But then, you know, Australia, again, it's not all good news, of course, because a lot of these species are quite endangered and they have very narrow distributions. You know, Gilbert's potteroo, another thing that's on the shortlist, was was presumed extinct for 100 years. It was only rediscovered in 1994. There's been a big breeding program for that, but there are only 100 individuals left in, in two or three places in West Australia. So they're very um, prey to changes in weather and changes in, you know, extreme weather events. And, you know, another West Australian, they seem to be very strong on their um, endemic endemic macropods over there. The Woylie, again, used to be known as the brush-tailed betong. Oh, okay. Currently the Woylie. I discovered this week that in West Australia it's known lovingly by locals as the farting rat. Oh, gross. What a lovely name. <laughs> well, apparently if you surprise one in the wild, it makes this strange <laughs> sound. It goes... <laughs> Is it is it farting or is it just a sound? No, it's just a sound. Okay. <laughs> this is, again, only in Australia could take, you know, this beautiful kind of gorgeous, really unusual structured animal and say, nah, it's a farting rat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're great. <laughs> 
So, yes, and, and, you know, with the possum category, unexpectedly to me, I think, because there's such a, such a range of superstars there, the sugar glider is the one currently in the lead. You know, sugar gliders are, they're a huge favourite of the international pet trade. We can't own sugar gliders in Australia, but you can buy one in New York and keep it in your apartment and take Instagram photos of it every day. Excellent. Um, yeah, that's right. And, and in Tasmania, while it's a, you know, we love all of our animals, actually sugar gliders are introduced in Tasmania and they take up a lot of the ecological spaces of our threatened, threatened birds there. So right. they're not, they're not necessarily love nationally but they're certainly leading the poll they're certainly cute i mean all the possums are cute if you ask me exactly but they're leading the poll at the moment so gail i hear that it might not actually be an excellent week for mammals though can you tell us a little bit about the state of environment report yeah so of course part of this competition is really about us just admiring the diversity of mammals unfortunately the state of environment report that's been released this week shows how much damage we're doing Mm -hmm. in australia we have had a kind of catastrophic decline a great a great lift in the endangered status of many of our many of our mammals in the since 2016 when the last report was done the report was due to be released in December but has been was held by the previous government and has only been released in July and I know um, there'll be a lot of talk in coming days about how we try and reverse this decline the other the other very difficult thing is you know in previous reports it's been about the future possible problem of climate change and for the first time in this report we're referring to events that have happened as a result of climate it's you know climate the the effect of the changing climate on our diversity of ecosystems, fauna and flora is now in the present and past tense. So really, a really important time to be looking around at what we have, admiring it, being amazed by it and thinking about how we can keep it for generations to come. Exactly, really preserving that future because, as you said, we're so lucky to have these amazing animals in Australia and I think sometimes we don't realise how lucky we are. So that is a really good message there. Let's get back on a high note, though. What is coming up next week? Well, next week, personal personal favourite category of mine, the dashing Dazzy Urids. I know we've talked about Tasmanian tigers on in the podcast in the past. but Love a thylacine, love a thylacine. Um, so, well, you know, but I, I spotted tail quolls. If you haven't seen a spotted tail yeah. quoll, you haven't experienced true delight, numbats, all that kind of set. And, look, we don't think much about rodents. Antichinus are some of the most charismatic animals on the planet. Mm-hmm. Again, our small our small marsupials are some of the most interesting as well. So more fun facts about, about strange species to come. No, I love it. And in primary school we had a Spinifex hopping mouse as our class pet, and it was very, very cool, and we got to feed it mealworms. Amazing. Thank you so much, Gail. So I think the message that I've come away with is that we all need to vote early and vote often and save our Australian mammals. So thank you, Gail, and thank you to everyone for listening. Be sure to keep an ear out for our next instalment of Cosmos Science Daily. This podcast was brought to you by Cosmos, a publication of the Royal Institution of Australia. From Listener and Cosmos Magazine comes Huh? Science Explained, a new weekly podcast answering all of life's questions, big and small, in just 10 minutes. Download the Listener app now and listen for free. Listener.